You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. Casual Swinger? What is that? I don't know. They used to podcast all the time, and they just fell face there for a they while. They just went out and got yeah. busy with life and went away. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I suppose today the role of Mickey will be played by yours truly. Excellent. Well, thank I, you for joining me. I heard he has a giant penis. I don't have one of those, so we're just going to have to pretend. Logical fallacy. Oh, all fallacy. Fallus. Did you do, was that what on I purpose? Did? Yeah. All right. I see what you did there. <laughs> Thanks. All right. All phalluses all the time. <laughs> the phallus queen of Central Florida. Everybody, this is Mallory. Take a palooza. <laughs> so what in the hell have we been doing for the last six weeks that we haven't been doing a podcast? Um, Life, uh, work, family. Mickey got a new job. Yeah, you got a new job that definitely has uh, kept us away a bit. You have been, you know, nose to the grindstone, literally. Yeah, I really have. <laughs> Every it's day. It's trying to learn a new thing and honestly keep casual toys rolling because that, you know, when you guys spend money with us, that's a priority for us. And unfortunately, between the new job and casual toys, it's kind of made it so I need to focus on that stuff. But Yeah, I did think about doing an episode by myself, but answering myself makes me sound like an insane person. So I'm kind of thinking everyone would love it if you did an episode without me so they didn't have to hear my voice for a while. Yeah, but that's like one long monologue. Oh, but it's a good one. You could be like, and this is how I masturbate. Okay. I mean, that's that's in play for late next episode. <laughs> right. Well, I think the last episode, we're like, we're going to be on time next time. Don't worry, guys. We've said that the last three episodes, I think they've just surmised that we don't keep our word. Okay. We are full of shit. But <laughs> in the next episode, Mallory's going to whack it. Um. Okay. If it, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> if that makes people tune back in, you'll just slap your bean around on the air. Sure. YOLO. <laughs> do they even see it? No one says that anymore, do they? I think that was a very 2000s thing you just said. Oh. It was very sus. Ooh. Oh, you see? I'm cool. I use words like sus in a sentence. Yeah. No? No. Oh. I mean, it's. Well, I know what it means. It just doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth. Oh. I well, love anyway, you. We have done a bunch of other shit, right? So I think everything kind of led up. We more or less accidentally took the month off leading up to PCAP. And PCAP is Podcast Palooza for those of you guys that live under a rock. Don't listen to any of the shows. Don't listen to the other 11 content creators that were down there. It was a lot of fun. We went down to South <laughs> Beach amazing. and hung out with a bunch of cool-ass fucking people. A ton of cool-ass people. It was so great to be in that type of environment. And Kate did such a good job of curating a place for people to have, you know, the the world as their oyster to create their own adventure, essentially. And it right. was. It was a journey for everybody that came, whether it was a journey to go meet creators or a journey to learn something new or a journey to hang up by the beach and get fucked up because you've been stuck home with COVID for the last 18 months. Yeah, the uh, the theme nights, the the events, everything was just absolutely wonderful. And I enjoyed meeting so many people that we had connected with, especially during COVID and quarantine. Mm -hmm. We actually got to meet in person. That was oh. fantastic. Uh, mm, I'm just going to say it. Mm. Honey spoon. Bum, chicka, wow, wow. 
Oh, honey spoon. No one's surprised by that. You and every other person there. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, honey spoon. Yeah. Mm. By the way, who is one of our casual ambassadors for Catholic That is toys? true. Yeah. So it's I, I met her and, and on her amazing husband, and I was just like, wow, you guys are awesome. Yeah, we had all three of our amb- ambassadors we there. Did. Yeah, we, we had Miss Allie Cat. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the peppy pineapple. And peppy pineapple. So it which, was awesome. Yeah. One of my highlights, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and throw this in there since we're talking about them anyways, mm-hmm. is when uh, Peppy and Honeyspoon showed up to our table with the wet t-shirts because I'd mentioned earlier in the day that there was a girl wearing a white t-shirt and it was wet. And there's maybe it's like the, the late 80s, early 90s stuck in me, but there's just something so hot about a girl in a wet white t-shirt to me. Yeah, that's right. For those of you out there that were born in the wrong generation, just go ahead and Google Tawny Katane. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was so hot. And I was so touched. Like, I was awkward and speechless. Oh, yeah. I, it was it was crazy. I mean, it's I don't lust for Honey Spoon for no reason whatsoever. She was hotter than hell. And they were both wearing casual swinger T-shirts. Yes, the they were. Which was really freaking awesome. Again, but. totally touched. And I think we would have probably talked about this earlier. And honestly, we, we really, I know you guys that listen to us regularly know that we don't really do event recap episodes very often so we're really not going to do that because my guess is you're going to get 11 or 12 of these from all the different content That's creators true. that were down there but it you know it was crazy we were going to come and talk about it because we met so many cool people i definitely caught a cold because i've been stuck in the house for 18 months and didn't go out and do anything so you know, it wasn't COVID or anything but i couldn't talk for a week yeah no i think um you then passed it on to me because well, I, ha- uh, I sound like a hockey and swap spit i'm ho- i sound a little hoarse that's not a pony. You caught it from my penis. Yes, I did. It was great. Yeah, we had lots of dirty sex with ourselves. We really did. Like, <laughs> we didn't sleep with anybody at PCAP. I tell you what, we went to Podcast Blues and came back, and everybody that was there probably thinks that we're, like, complete frauds. They were like, nope, they don't swing. We never saw them, never saw us in the playrooms because we never went. Yeah, no, we were just so busy, I don't know, socializing yeah. that we forgot that we're swingers. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're here to meet people and fuck. <laughs> We didn't do that. Not at all. Not well, one time. Well, let's be honest. We rarely do that at events anyway. That's true. It's not really our style. We're yeah. kind of casual. But that's okay. It's not like I'm mad about it or anything. And, you know, we did our session, which for those of you that did not go to Podcast Palooza, the folks that did go and came to our session on Sunday afternoon were, I don't want to say treated to, because I think we might have punished them a little. But we... We fucked with them, essentially, because you made them laugh till they were crying. Somebody almost then, vomited. And then I was the fucking party pooper. I brought everyone down, like, ten notches. Well, but that was the journey we went through. We yeah. did that on purpose. I mean, we had a period in our lives that we've never talked about on the show, and we're not going to. Uh, that was about six months long, where we had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So we took the crowd through that in 45 minutes by taking them very, very high, and then bringing them very, very low uh, with and, the rest of the story. Yeah, so. and they forgave us. Um, we got a lot of great feedback, actually. Most of that Sunday evening we spent discussing um, some of that. And what I was really surprised by and really touched by is there are people that had stories that touched on or were similar to what we had discussed. And that almost makes me feel better about, because, I mean, I was still in shock Um just telling that to the world because I'd never spoken it out loud to anyone outside of us. Sure. We've kept it fairly quiet. Yeah. What a shit show that. Yeah. And was. I, I was surprised at how, you know, raw I still felt after talking about it. It was cathartic. Who are you summer. telling? Yeah. No, I know. I know. But it, I felt a little better knowing I'm not alone and they're not alone, if that makes sense. 
Like we bonded a little bit over that. I, I kind of feel that. And I feel that for a couple of reasons, because standing up there and participating in the story with you, listening to you tell your story and Locke from The Sweet Life actually put it really succinctly. He said that we stood in front of a room full of people and laid our truth on the table. Very much so. And, and that was a high was, compliment, by the way. It was. That dude is awesome. I'll get into that in a second. But uh, it just, I mean, really, uh, it was tough. And I didn't realize how tough it was going to be until I heard you doing it. And I've been a public speaker for basically as long All as of I can your remember. Life. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't break up. I don't screw up. I just don't. No. And, and yeah, you kind of broke character and started to get a little emotional. I did. I said out loud, if you if you do it, I'm going to do it and we'll never get through this. Yeah, this will never be over. These people will be here the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. So. so it was it was really kind of epic to get that opportunity to share that story with those people and the lessons that we learned. And the biggest thing out of it that I got was closure. I feel like we're finally moved on. You know, I, I was a little surprised to hear you say that, but also very uh grateful that that was a takeaway from you yeah um i was terrified in the hours leading up to it um i had conversations with you that i was really scared that i had started to make these friendships and connections while we were there and then i'm going to go in and paint myself as a villain to these people and that <laughs> somewhere i'd be shunned or or you know, got the the rotten tomato treatment. <laughs> I don't think anybody was going to do that, but we definitely, no. you know, painted ourselves as not the heroes of the story. Which is something we don't tend to do as human beings. No. You know, we tend to, like, put that stuff under the rug. And what actually happened for me is after you had finished your portion and I started telling mine, I almost felt a little more at ease. I felt like I was among friends and that it was a safe space to do this. It was very strange, but wonderful. I kind of felt like they were all on that journey with us at that point. Yeah. I think they were invested. They're like, fuck it, we're in it now. It's like being on a roller yeah. coaster and you got to the top. <laughs> and it's like, well, here we go. But And for a diamond for a dollar. <laughs> right? Better patter. Let's get at her. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about your letter Kenny obsession here later. Uh-huh. But, you know, I do think... That one of the coolest things that came out of that was Casual Swinger. Because three months after all of that happened, yeah, Casual Swinger was born. And that's the thing that the people learned at PCAP is that Casual Swinger wasn't born out of pride. It wasn't born out of all the cool shit we know about the lifestyle. It wasn't born out of us being experts. It was born out of humility. That is very true. I think it's not something we've ever really said out loud until it isn't. then. No. So I really felt like that was cool. But all right, on from that sappy rough shit, thank you for everybody that came down to Podcast of Blues and took part in it with us and went on that emotional journey with us. But we did get to spend some time with some of the most amazing content creators in this business. Amen. Do you want to give like a, a few like bullet point like highlights and then we'll move on? Oh, yeah. Because I, I think mean, we got to do some shout outs. Everybody knows that I have a man crush on Jay from Average Swingers. <laughs> you do. Yeah. He is <laughs> one of my favorite human beings on the face of this planet. He's amazing. And oh my God, he looks so good in his mankini. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, so good. I, and I and I am being genuinely honest when I say this. I know he and I fuck with each other on the air all the time, but there are very few people in this world that I personally call for advice, mm -hmm. and he's one of them. And that should That's tell you volumes story. about who he is as a yeah. person. Uh, he's that good of a human being. He's that brilliant, emotionally speaking. Uh, intellectually speaking, he's a turd, but emotionally, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's amazing. He's such a shit. <laughs> but how about how about Locke and Trist from The Sweet Life? They were first of all, she's hot as oh my fuck. god! So when they walked into the room, I was like, oh my god! 
God, they're fucking hot. Well, I met Locke first, wow. and he's like, my wife will be here later. And I'm like, that's cool. I get it. She just trolled you out here, you know, you know and then, you know, maybe she'll show up later. Maybe she doesn't exist. And then next thing I know, this smoking hot girl with hair a cooler color than mine is right. like, oh, by the way, I'm that girl he told you about. Oh, yeah. She looked like a fucking million dollars. Jesus. Holy crap. Rice that girl yeah. smoking. I was trying to play cool. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't cool. Like, I stumbled in my words. Single syllable words. Mm-hmm. Smile. Don't say anything stupid. I'm like, hi, my name is Mickey. <laughs> what? About, oh my god, Bummer and Bell. Oh, another one. I loved hanging out with those guys. They are amazing, as advertised, but even more so. They're so charismatic in person and so full of life, and like I fucking love their smiles. And yeah. I didn't want to be a creeper, but I, like if I saw them, I made sure like I wiggled my way into their little orbit so that we could at least have some conversation and hang out. Yeah, it really was. And I got and- to. Dance with Bomber, which I Did loved. You? Yeah. You know I don't go on the dance floor. No, you don't. I got two left feet. No, no. You that definitely don't. I just hang out on the outside. But, you know, we also got to meet some other great folks. The folks from Naughty Gym. We got to meet the folks from Swinging Outside the Lines, which yeah. you never had a chance to meet them before. Uh, and, and I know I'm going to forget somebody. I think we pretty much had met everyone else other than those four. Uh, but I think, you know, Locke made a huge impression on me because he went out of his way to come over and introduce himself to me and tell me who they are and... I've listened to their stuff, but I just never really got a chance to look the man in the eye and shake his hand. And he took that opportunity, which said so much to me, and I really appreciated it. Definitely, same thing with Bomber. Bomber's a great dude. Oh, my gosh. This is so amazing. I think we definitely got the feels. I do. I got we, the feels now. We, you guys we can We caught tell. a case. Yeah. Caught a case <laughs> of the feels. Definitely. And the last one that, uh, you know, I am a sapiosexual, for those of you that don't know. And, and in the, every sense of the word, right, uh, when somebody really can engage with me intellectually, look me in the eye and sit down and have a conversation about something that we might even disagree. And it's okay. I like disagreeing with smart people because we're not going to insult each other. We're not going to call each other names. We're going to dig in. And that's exactly what I got to do with the beautiful Kate from Monogamish Marriage. That is true. And we actually got to spend some time with uh, her significant other Liam. as well. Liam, yeah. Yeah. And for a so while. it was the next yeah. day. Yeah. So we got both of them. We, we didn't did. get them at the same time. I but know. We got, like, we got the both of it them. It was so. so good. And here I'm wondering if you're going to run out of like superlatives before you got to them. Uh, no, yeah. Well, you, the, you, I can't say enough about them. Everyone knows she's hot because their pictures are fire, but... It's they're just the most amazing people and they're so freaking brilliant. They're brilliant. They're very open, transparent, and, and brutally honest. Not I shouldn't say brutally. They're just they're honest people. Yeah. You can really engage them in just about any conversation and they'll meet you there. And spoiler alert, they're yeah. gonna be on our next episode. So Oh shit. Oh shit. Hey, one last thing before we jump on to the next thing, because we do have a couple of things to do before we get to the break. Yes. But Kate from Wanderlust Swingers. <gasps> Baddest bitch on the planet. Hands down. Absolutely she is down. just insanely detail-oriented, organized. Everything we said she was, everything we thought this event would be, it's what it was. Yeah, and her level of, you know, uh, customer care, customer service. I shouldn't even say customer, client, friend. Like, she she was everywhere at every given moment. Yeah, everywhere except sure. by the back fence when I threatened to poke that guy in the eye. That's true. <laughs> there was so. some weirdo trying to look through, like, the yeah, the fence where yeah. we were trying to block it off so the topless pool party was private. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were putting what up the privacy weirdo. fence, and he kept pulling it to the side, and I walked over there, and I was like, dude, you ever seen the Three Stooges? He's like, no. I was like, well, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to poke you in your damn eyes if you put this thing to the side again. And yeah. he's like, how do I get in? I'm like, you don't. It's a private party. And I pulled it to the side and zip-tied it shut. 
Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to poke you in the eye. And I would have. I would have yeah. poked him right. He would have been a one-eyed bastard. Yeah. yeah. So you were essentially the guy at the gate at the Emerald City. I was. Good for you. That's right. It was not a horse of a different color. Oh, damn it. You stole my line. That's the <laughs> only line I know. All right. What else is going on? Because we have a whole bunch of travels. we got a whole lot of things we're doing that are not going to keep us from doing new episodes of Casual Swinger. We have the new two, the next two episodes planned and we're going to get through season three and get season four started for you guys without a break. So since we just took it six weeks, which is crazy. You heard it here, folks. You're going to mock and shame him if he doesn't hold up his end of the bargain. What's with all the ridicule from you tonight? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm feeling, I'm feeling sassy. You are a sassy little girl. So what, do we, what else do we have going on? We're going to see Derek and Jess. <gasps> I can't wait. Out to the Midwest to see our, a couple of our favorite human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't snow in July there. Uh, yeah, let's I'm hope skeptical. that it, I mean, it's one of the two days of summer they have in Iowa. Yeah, right? So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to St. Augustine in July, which Love I'm excited St. Augie, yeah. A couple of really... Actually, we're going two couples that we adore, so we're really excited about that. Yeah, and then to Nashville in August, this has been a trip that we've, we've been trying to do for... It's been a year. year oh, a year and a half, almost yeah. two now. Because it was going to be a meet and greet, and then Minaj went... Well, they didn't go tits up. They just had to shut down, get that... Right? That location is a church now, I think. Or a homeless shelter or something crazy. Okay. That's but there's a new cool. location for Minaj that's not going to work out for this trip. So we're just going to Nashville to see Randy Rogers band. I'm cool with that. I I've never been in Nashville. Oh, Nashville's amazing. It's so, so much fun. I can't wait. We got the ASN Awards in September. That's right. Back Our own backyard for a long weekend. Um, middle of September. My birthday weekend, if anyone wants to show up and give me a little, you know, hey. prezzy. Yeah, we got that going um, on. And then we're going up north to yeah. be in the D.C. metro area. Yeah, we're going back, back to our roots, back to the D.C. area for uh, about a week because we're going to be old. Yeah, your roots, my branches. <laughs> and last but not least, guys, we are going on our last trip with Rachel's Rascals to Hedonism in November. I know. I'm super excited. This is going to be an amazing trip. Um, I know they're almost sold out of rooms. I think Jim has a couple left. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot. I so know. if you guys want to go on our last yeah. one with the Rascals for a while. Not to say we're never going with the Rascals again, by the way. We love the Rascals. They're yeah. our family. Yeah. 20... We just don't have the PTO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our day jobs are like, hey, by the way, you can't take that much ever again. So, um, yeah, yeah. we're going to take 2022 off at a minimum. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll end up at Hito at some point. Yeah, um, it, you know, idea. if time allows, that would be awesome. But we can make it work. But I just we can't really do it as a work. Yeah. Trip. So if you wanted to travel with us in the Rascals, both at the same time, feel free to reach out to us. That's uh, casualswinger dot com slash travel with us. Uh, happy to provide you the info and get you in contact with those folks so you can book something. Yeah. Well, hey, we never bothered to tell anybody since this entire catch up. What? What this episode is about. Oh, yeah, we haven't. We just left it off. Yeah, so you named this after a meatloaf song, which I love you for. Um, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And we're talking about playstyle dynamics, right? That's right. Anything for lovin's, but I won't do that. Yeah. So this is a playstyle dynamics episode where we're going to talk about the different dynamics that people endure and a new dynamic that we just embarked on. Yeah, this has been since Couple we last. Months, yeah, so. last. Yeah, I think since our last episode. Maybe. Yeah, just yeah. barely. Maybe. Yeah. So we did embark on a new dynamic in our play style. We're going to talk about that when we come back in just a couple of minutes. Sorry about this long intro, guys. It's been a while. We're a little rusty, but hey, maybe you'll enjoy it and hang in there with us. Mallory, as usual, would you like to tell everybody where to find oh, if us? if I can remember. We are Casual Swinger Everywhere, guys. That's uh, our website. <laughs> I had to <laughs> think, think about that. It's at casualswinger.com. If you'd love to send us a message, um, feel free to email us. Podcast at casualswinger.com. You can find us on social media. 
That's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course Twitter because it's the only place you can post dirty pictures anymore. Fuck yeah. And then the dating sites. That's Double Date Nation, SLS, SCC, and Cassidy. That'll do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in just a couple of seconds and we will talk about playstyle dynamics. You've been listening to Casually Swinger. Okay, gang, welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name is Mickey. And I am Mallory. I figure you guys got that shit figured out by now. We're going to talk about playstyle dynamics, the way we play in the lifestyle. It's kind of our defining characteristic. It's one of the first things people ask when you meet them on a, on a website or on a dating service or in person at a swinger club. What are y'all into? What do you do? How do you play? Yeah, and that's fascinating because why is it so easy to talk about the things you're not into and you won't do, but it's usually hard or harder for people to say what they do want. Uh, They almost never do, and especially on places like Double Date Nation or SDC, you see, you know, we do not play separately, don't even ask. It's like the first thing that's up. I mean, how fucking often does that happen to you? No single guys. Right. How, how about that one? That one's on a lot of profiles. No, my favorite one is University of Sydney. You're not allowed to use these photos. <laughs> you, there is no University of Sydney. Look at that. I mean, even us, we have, you know, um, no assholes, including ours. That's true. You know, because we don't do butt But sex. you've been asked for anal. That's I haven't asked, but I've, I say no every time. You know, just about. But at least that's something you've been asked, right? Cause, well, I mean, the only guys that want to do it have, like, can get friction off a pickle jar, and I don't want my butthole to look different the next day. Or flower in butthole. 10 years. Yeah. Like, you know, Matt Sarah's Is ears it? or something. <laughs> so gross. Big old lumpy butthole. <laughs> just something I'm just scared of. Just looking at you Anyways. like a hunk of cauliflower at Kroger. Okay, stop. Sorry. That's not sexy. <laughs> But, you know, in 15 years in the lifestyle, you know, uh, we've seen so many of these warnings in the dating sites and all these things that people say, I'm not doing this and and we're not this and we're not that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The vast majority of these profiles are beautiful and they say we're a soft swap couple or we're a full swap couple. And great. That's a great way to do it. We applaud you completely. But then you go to another one and it's like, don't ever think you're going to speak to my wife without me standing right next to you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I love... Which is kind of a default, um, and we can talk about how it fed into the dynamic we're going to speak about later, that, you know, only group chats, period. Yeah. Do not I've try seen... to talk to us individually. I know. And womp, womp, womp. I, it, it, I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up well, because I, I have seen it quite a few times. Yeah, and in 15 years of being in the lifestyle together, I've never one time, now maybe, you're, maybe you'll disagree with me, but I, I just kind of thought back on this when we were just yeah. kind of putting the framework of this together in our minds. We've never been asked to do anything behind each other's back. Uh, I picked that different. one guy, Adam, the douchebag in the beginning. Uh, also, the girl that propositioned you at one of the functions we did and said, I didn't and hers didn't Ooh. need to know. Yeah. And that's only been recently. That, that was that's very only recent. recently. I saw that in the notes and I'm like, hmm. I'll call you out on the air. Yeah, that was re- okay. I forgot about but it. Okay, it so it's, it's not, not very common. Though. It's just it's a it's a rarity. Yeah. And it's it's one of those implied unspoken things. Yeah. At least in Did I just draw on my forehead? You did. Okay. That's okay. I'll I, make I, it a I was scratching there. my head with my pen and I realized I was scratching yeah. it the wrong way. But head. like leaving your partner out of the conversation specifically, like that whole like group chat only, you know, I've never had an experience that I was speaking directly to somebody else, whether it was the male or female in the group without one, letting it be known that that's was what I was doing. Sure. 
Like, especially if it's her, I'll, I'll ask her or I'll ask her if it's okay to text him. Oh, of course. Which that's only happened a couple times. Yeah, and it is something that was fairly foreign to us, and I think we discovered we kind of like it. We kind of like being yeah. able to have a little bit of direct conversation. And, you know, the way when we talk about we're not leaving anyone out of the conversation, it just gives you an opportunity to more directly get to know somebody that you might be getting to know intimately at some point. But the way that I personally handle it is I just kind of assume that my conversation with this person is going to be repeated verbatim to their partner. So I would never say anything to them that I wouldn't say if their partner wasn't sitting right there. I think that should be everyone's rule of thumb. Yeah, just I mean, just assume that it's going to be like parroted. Yeah. And badly. Think about telephone, right? Think about that game. <laughs> Imagine it's going to go awful. You're like, you're beautiful. And you're like, he said I had buck teeth, but they were pretty. <laughs> I mean, just assume that it's... No. No. I don't know how you got from point A to point B, but I, I do suck at telephone. <laughs> so I, I understood that analogy. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't think I've ever really heard anyone ask me to leave you out of the conversation. No, like, don't and, tell Mallory. And it's a good point that we've never been asked to play separately unless it was already on the table or discussed prior. Yeah, right? that's true. Nobody ever said, It's well, yeah. no, you know what? Maybe I cut my own nose off to spite my face there because I have had people say that we would like to play with Mallory but not you. What? Yeah. That's, that's gross. Happened. And what's well, usually on well, I mean, dating sites. They're like, hey, can we hook that. up with her? We're looking for a girl and she's hot. Like, they don't even know what I look like. They, it's not like they looked at me and are like, hey, Quasimodo, can we talk to your wife? That's not what happened. They just were looking for a girl and they thought, hey, you're hot. Let's do that. And Mallory's okay, a lot maybe, hotter than me, by the way. Well, and maybe it was just a, another, like, in their methodology. You know, some people, you know, unicorn, you know, hunting unicorns is, is challenging and maybe the, the lower-hanging fruit is finding a, a female that's allowed to play separately with a couple. I mean, we've we've seen a lot more of that dynamic in the last three or four years than we saw of unicorns. That's true. And I, you know what? Unicorn Exchange is a great play style. Yeah, Unicorn Exchange. Yeah, that, it sounds a, like a white a cool elephant game. Yeah. Like you play Christmas to Unicorn Exchange. Right, instead of the slutware swap, it's just a hey, slut swap. Hey, let's talk to TDN and see if they can create like a microsite that's just for Unicorn Exchange. That's actually a brilliant idea. <laughs> Dave and Andy, if you're listening, set that shit up. Right? You know, so I guess maybe in 15 years we've kind of been asked to do all those things, but not egregiously. Really. No, never in poor taste or bad behavior. I think the two that you mentioned are probably the, the only ones that I would give that kind of notation to. Uh, I left a big one off there. Sorry about that. but That's okay. No, but we have been asked to do a few things that are big no-nos, like yeah. play bareback. Oh, yeah, which is, it hasn't come up in a long time, but when it does, it's always so foreign to me, and I'm like, I don't think, um, no, definitely, most definitely not. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I know couples that are, they're fairly, I don't want to say, uh, I, I don't know what the word is, because it's not monogamous, and it's not polyamorous, because they're not in love, yeah. but they are two couples, it's duogamous, I don't know what it is, but where they are kind of hooked up, and they're fluid bonded, and cool, they're the only people they're fucking, so who yeah. cares? monogamous swingers, maybe? Yeah, right? Exclusive? Play, exclusive play swingers, it. exclusive play partners, yeah. there exclusive we go, let's use partners. that one. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I maybe. And that's cool, but uh, oh, when oh. you meet him at a club, no. Yeah. yeah. What about we've been asked to surprise their partner for a birthday and let's be honest, you did that to me for one of my birthdays. I did. Yeah. I did. But at the same time, it it was still a four person event. I just invited yes. them down as a surprise. Here's our friends that we play with all the time. 
and we're all going to hang out for you. And I invited a bunch of your vanilla girlfriends, too. Okay. That he tried to fuck. Yes. Rewind that tape for a second. Can you imagine? Put yourself in my shoes. It's my birthday. We have the swinger couple that we had been swinging with for quite some time. He's very gregarious. All my my girl circle. Pole dancing friends. Yes, my girl circle there, and he was hitting on all of them. So it's them, all my girls. It was it was a melding of two worlds. That they was all knew very we were swingers. Unco- it wasn't oh, that big a deal. Oh, well, if they hadn't figured it out, they knew then. Well, but then we found out most of them, of them were. Most of them had, um, no, I don't, they weren't. There was only one. They were consensually crew. non-monogamous experience havers on the regular. I don't know what you want to call it. No, they swingers. weren't. Don't know. No, they weren't. Okay. Only one of them was. The other two found interest in it. They're the ones that are closeted or regr- like too insecure. Now, one of them ended up having experiences, but the, the rest of them, but no. But at that point, she had not. I guess that, I'm, I guess I'm you know, melding some of those times. Yeah, you're together. you're making up the story that fits your narrative and how you envisioned it. Whatever, she wasn't it. that hot. <laughs> <But> wow. <laughs> wow. Hi, guys. Mickey's back, and he's a dick. That's right. The new Mickey is a penis. You know, I, I, we have had people ask us to expand boundaries that we've set prior to play in the heat of the moment. Not that just is things true. like, you know, bareback is just off the table. It's just really yeah. awful. But uh, when we talk about, you know, people are like, oh, by the way, I know you said you wouldn't do blah, but since we're here anyway, uh, things like being offered drugs. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's and say, hey, well, we brought some of this with us anyway. How would you like to do that? I'm like, yeah, I feel like I can totally trust you. What else do you have in that trench coat? <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I'm not going to yuck somebody else's yum, but it does change the dynamic for me. You know, I, if they want to do whatever they want to do, that's fine. But it also means if they're under the influence, I don't feel as great about it because I won't do it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a different and animal. And that's, that's just a personal choice for me. That's mm-hmm. me not judging them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, can, I consider drug use to be the same as alcohol, that it, it, it excessive use of alcohol is a consent issue for me. Uh-huh. And I consider to be drug use the same yeah, thing. Yeah, even if, like, so. everyone's totally sober and they decide to... Um, overindulge yeah. during, yeah. even then that makes me uncomfortable. Exactly. And I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm just not going to play with you. I mean, it's yeah, it's no, no we'll sit, we'll, babysit, we'll sit here and babysit you and bring you snacks. Right. You water. know how many events we go to where we don't play and it has nothing to do with not wanting to play with people. Just sometimes it's just not right. But yeah. How about, and, and this is kind of the last one before we kind of move on. Oh, but is it the picture swapping? Oh, every fucking time you get yeah. somebody like from Kentucky who's like, Hey, I know I don't live anywhere near central Florida, but let's exchange pictures and jerk off. Can't wait, Steve. Let's do that. <laughs> it's just not our bag. And it's I guess that makes it a little foreign to us. And I think it's more common than we really know that pick pick exchange is a thing. Well, I don't know. It if is kind of hot with people you know. Yeah, but I mean maybe it's a little bit of a fetish when it's people you don't know. I mm-hmm. I'm not sure. We have some friends that are amazing photographers and they have beautiful eyes. Oh lives, my gosh. Right. Yes. And so when they want to share photographs, it's super sexy, but we know them. It's not and and so why are we including this in playstyle dynamics? Because I think for some people that is their playstyle because maybe their partner has no idea. Yeah. That's right? a, maybe, maybe they're just not into it. Maybe their partner is the slowest person. And so they're like, look, let's just do it this way and it'll just be hot and we can look at pictures yeah. and talk about it for a year. Plausible. We could probably come up with a six different ideas of, you know, what we don't know that could be, right? We yeah. make up the make up the in-between. But I do find it as an interesting or fascinating behavior, but not that I w- one I want to subscribe to. No, no. it's I don't do it. I mean, I do different stuff with our photographs anyway. I get a lot of shit online for it. I get a message probably once a week yeah. from some horny dude going, hey... All these other people have OnlyFans. All these other people are showing off, you know, more TNA, more explicit 
you know, pussy pictures. Why don't you do that? You should do that. Send them to me. Just send them to me. It's okay. Just send them to me. <laughs> I'm like, yo, my God, dude, you're <laughs> so right. Let me just send you this directory of 12,000 photos of Mallory's vagina that I have. Um, All right, it's 9,000. I'm not that weird. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But so let's talk about some of the different play styles. Yes, yeah. Like the different ones that we've encountered and embarked on and and what they are and and how we feel about them. Yeah, you kind of want to go in order from like... Most common down the line. Most common or where a lot of people start, like let's say same room. Sure, same Same room room. is probably the most common play style. So same room could be soft swap, could be full swap, but everyone resides and plays in the same square footage area there's a door there. Everyone's on one side of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I think that's popular uh, for safety reasons. People feel comfortable. And I, I do think that that's one of the biggest challenges, both for women and for men for different reasons, that when you go to embark on a non-monogamous adventure with another couple, what you're doing is you're handing the person you care about the most as a female or a male to someone else to have intimate time with. And it's a very vulnerable position for both parties. Oh, extremely. When we first started, I was definitely not comfortable being out of your eyesight. I wasn't necessarily as concerned about keeping tabs on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was interested in what you were doing, but it just felt so foreign and very uncomfortable in the beginning to be outside of there. Like, I remember there was a time early on, I think you left to get, like, water for everybody. And in my head, I decided that you were... You were gone for too long, and I remember feeling so anxious and paranoid. Someone was talking to me, and it was like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I know your lips are moving, but uh, don't understand anything you're fucking saying right now. <laughs> my my anxiety is like peaked. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. Normal. I think it yeah. is. Uh, my person's disappeared. Maybe he ran off. Maybe he met somebody, and maybe he forgot about oh, me. Oh, no. Me and my brain? Mm-hmm. Nope. You found down, you know, the stairs. You're being carted off in an ambulance. Oh, no. Did I fall like, down a well again? I guess so. Dude, Lassie's dead. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm always scared like you're hurt or injured. <laughs> Am I that default. much of a klutz that you have to worry that's that I've fallen d- to my doom <laughs> in a just, single story building? That's like my worst case scenario. Like you were abducted by aliens or I don't know. I just worry about you. Oh, I'm so glad somebody <laughs> does because the whole world out there is going, God, he's an idiot. Uh, so what about group play? I, I think group play, and people think same room, but group play, what I mean by that is twosome, foursome, moresome. Yeah. Right? It's It could it's, be more than four. Sure, because mm-hmm. same room can be, I mean, one of my favorite parts about hotel rooms is they have a sex bed and a sleep bed. Oh, yeah. But when you have a couple over, they're both sex beds. That's true. But if you're all in one bed. That's group play. Okay. Right? It's you're all in the same space. That means you may have incidental contact. Yes, that's my foot. Get off me. Uh, But, you know. Yeah, which is the wrong order of those words. It should be get me off. That's right. Get me off. But I do think it's different. I think that dog pile in group play, some people really dig it. And it's kind of a fun dynamic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got some bi guy friends that really dig it. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Because that means more hands for pets for me. And you (laughs) You know how much I love my pets. You do. (laughs) Uh, But I personally don't love group play. It's not my thing. Mostly because I have ADD like a motherfucker. Yeah, you and I have talked about that. So I think it's ADD is one of the reasons you and I understand each other. And Mm. yours is a little different than mine. But like we overlap and I'm not going to say Venn diagram even though I just did. Um, there we go again, folks. <laughs> Another Venn diagram from Mallory. We have overlapping tendencies, so we understand each other. 
Um, but your your ticks and hesitations and like where you tend to refocus is totally different where than I than I. So, yeah, really um, but yeah, I can see why dog piles not good for you. It's good for me because then I have multiple things going on that allow me to focus on me. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like I listen to music or watch Netflix while I work, even when I'm doing some intense research. Because it allows me to focus because there's other things going on. I, I don't know how you it. do that. Same reason I need a fan on at night. I need the noise. I need to f- that tactile feeling of the the wind on my face and listen to the noise. Like The only time I can listen to music while I work is when I'm doing accounting for casual toys, our taxes, or expense reports at work. When I'm doing mindless shit, I was I'm just say putting a like number from A to column yeah, B. Yeah, autonomic functions. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But if I'm trying to do <laughs> creative... <laughs> For maybe for casual swinger, I'm working on our website, working on graphics. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, and see, the more creative or in depth it is, the more I need it. But I digress. So, what about separate room play? <laughs> That's another dynamic. That is another dynamic, and we're going to talk a lot more about that in a minute. But you know, separate room is something that I think a lot of people are terrified of, especially in the beginning. A lot of people never explore that. No, they don't. And being, and again, for a lot of reasons, there's trust, security, there's concern for maybe something's going to happen that I have no control over. Or maybe even just basic logistics. Like, what happens if one couple finishes? Are we all going to go watch TV until they get done in that other room? It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's stuff you have to communicate about beforehand. And, you know, we talked about this a lot in our podcast of Palooza session, but communication is pretty goddamn key because things like separate room, that's where it's really important. I mean, are you going to go beat on the door and go, hey, I came, get out of there, we're done now? <laughs> no, that's not how that works. But separate room is very uncommon, actually, from our experience. Almost as uncommon as people talking separately as opposed to in group chats and stuff. Interesting that you mentioned that. It is, but we're going to get back to that. Is in that minute, foreshadowing? Folks. Yes, in literature, we call that foreshadowing, folks. I love you. <laughs> I love you <laughs> You're too. so good at this. How about hot wife and cuck play? Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's another dynamic, right? Hot wife, cuck play, stag, vixen. Um, I think you can kind of throw those under an umbrella in a way. Um, All a little different in their own sense. But when one player goes out, player, (laughs) didn't sound good. Sup, (laughs) player. Sup, player. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. (laughs) When one. Player three has entered the game. (laughs) Stop it. I'm going to make you explain it. When one when, when spouse of the couple goes out and, and plays with another individual or even another couple at times or, yeah, I don't <gasps> know. It is. Well, and, and so it can be cuck. It can be cuck queen. Cuck queen is a female cuck, by the way, for those of you that don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's when one person goes out and plays and the other one gets hella turned on by it and stays home and uh, tries like hell not to spank their monkey because they want to fuck the crap out of their partner when they get home. Uh, it's actually extremely common. Yeah, it's more common than uh, I would have thought 15 years ago. Yeah, it's outrageously common. Yeah. And uh, how about soft swap, full swap, oral only, right? Uh, it's. <sighs> I think I think we that's we yeah. all kind of know what those things are. Yeah. I think the weird one for me is where people are like oral so, only. Yeah, like don't touch me down there, but you can kiss it. And I, we've actually had a conversation. But don't like kiss that. me. Yes, don't kiss my and face. It's, it's all kiss me on the pussy. You can yeah. don't touch it. <laughs> you can kiss me where it smells funny, but definitely not on the lips. Sure, I get it. I guess I don't understand it. I'm not going to do it. I don't think it should smell funny. And no, it doesn't smell. Yours smells delicious. Thanks. Yeah, it's like like fairies are down there just going here. Have fairy dust. Nice, <laughs> like rainbows and sunshine. Yes. Well, no, rainbows are unicorn farts. Yours don't smell like unicorn farts. 
Yeah, and then there's the other dynamic, and it's usually like the disclaimer dynamic, right? <laughs> right. Right. I would do, we can do all of the things, anything, but insert what's only reserved for my spouse here. That, yeah, like kissing. Kissing is a great example of that. Yeah. Like, I only kiss my partner. You know, yeah. I can't, I cannot have sex without kissing. I just can't. I can't, I cannot find, I can't even imagine trying to find a level of sexual draw desire to someone that I can't kiss. Because that's a precursor. Like, when you kiss someone, that's when the wheels start turning and you start to anticipate what kind of lover they could potentially be. Yeah. That's the first gate for it me. Is. Well, that's just, if they can't kiss your face, they're not going to kiss your pussy worth a damn. That's a good point. Right, because if they're too rough, if they're like chomping on your cheek or something. Or, or biting your tongue. I've had somebody do that before, which is very strange. Let go. Let go of my tongue. What the yeah. hell are you doing? Uh, or how about reserving like things that the spouse won't do? Like, like for example, I, we've actually had this conversation maybe where some play style is, I'm really looking for anal because my wife won't do it. My wife's totally fine with it. She's right here. See, and she goes, yeah, you're right. I won't, but you can. Or the opposite because I'm uncomfortable with it. It's not part of our dynamic in mm-hmm. in or out of the situation. Yeah. So, uh, and again, the, a lot of this sounds like yucking somebody else's yum, and I promise it's not. It's just kind of an overview of some of those different dynamics that are out there. They're all okay if everyone involved is okay with it. Sure. But and if not everybody is okay with it, where's the, where's this come in? Failures of communication. So what ends up happening is because you're afraid of how people are going to react. People don't like what you're going to say. Maybe you think that they're not going to be okay with it. Maybe you hold it back and then you end up asking for it in the heat of the moment. And that's how that first thing happens that we talked about early in this segment. That now in the heat of the moment, you bring something up that's all new. That's a terrible time to introduce something new. If you didn't communicate it about it beforehand, then probably shouldn't communicate about it while you're having sex. Right? Don't pop new shit on partners and swinging. That's, That's not a good idea. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's that's a terrible idea. And it's so, happened. So why are we even talking about this? Because I think the overview went a little long. We have a, a fucking point to this. I don't care. We haven't done a show in six weeks. They're probably going <laughs> to forgive us for it. So how about, let's ask a question. Where are we with our exploration here? Some shit's happened in the last six weeks. Yeah. It yeah. has. I love that we're still doing new things over these years, but I'm also shocked that we it took us this long to explore it. And maybe it was just the, the right time, the right people. That's what I think is going to happen here in a second. We're going to let our listeners know that there's something that we hadn't done before. And they'll probably have assumed that we did. That's true. And it's probably going to be a little shocking. Okay. Are we going to give it to them? Because we're not due for a break. All right. Let's give it to them. Okay. So, since we last spoke to all of you, we actually had legit separate room play. Yeah. And I I say legit because we've had play where... Maybe you were on the main level doing something else and I was still there and it's it's kind of open air, like in reference to our domicile. Sure. Um, and I've gone out and done the single guy hot wife thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not really separate room because you're at home or elsewhere doing non-swinger things. Yeah. Right? It, it, you were and it was normal. Kind of, I thought it would be very normal transition, but it still kind of came out like, you know, like, like we all huddled it was like okay and break and (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah kind of a little bit but it wasn't weird it wasn't weird so what do so what do we think of it what how did how did that transpire i kind of want to hear your thoughts on that first okay 
So I thought it was amazing, actually. I very much enjoyed it. I um, had some reservations, of course, because it's anything new, right? You, it's an unknown quantity. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what to expect after the fact, right? And we've done such a good job at connecting with these folks. And that leads into something we foreshadowed mm-hmm. a there bit. Is, folks. Um, is that we actually had an opportunity to engage with them individually. Yeah. And, and almost like a three-way conversation. So we had a group chat with all of us in one place. Mm-hmm. You know, I would talk to her. I would talk to him. You would talk to her. And you kind of talked to him a little bit, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. But we got to know each other a little more intimately, um, you know, leading up to them coming here or meeting up. Yeah. And I think it actually helped a lot to establish this foundation and, and comfort level. Here's what I liked about it. What? It allowed us to take very different paths from point A to point B. When a group chat, people tend to follow the leader. They, so if things get naughty, then it's a naughty chat for everybody. Yeah. But when you have that separate segregated conversation, you can move, the two people might move slower than the other two people in terms of their path to being a little more risque or a little naughty. Uh-huh. And it, but we all still arrived at the same place. We just arrived there at different times, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and I, I mean, it allowed us, because when you think about it from a strategic, and this sounds really, it could sound candor, um, inauthentic in a way, but from a strategic perspective, you want to give the best opportunity to connect with that individual that you're primarily going to be sleeping with. It's not your partner. Yeah. And I think that really opened the door because for me, group chats, everyone's schedule is a little different. So I had trouble following and being on the same page as everyone else. When you reduce the number of people to just one other person and the person you're primarily nobody gets left going behind. To, nobody gets left behind. And then you, the two of you are going at your own pace. Yeah. And what was great is everyone was communicating and kind of giving like summaries or, or bullet points that are up to date. Cause we've had problems with that in the past where we've independently spoken with one person and they didn't tell the other person. They didn't about tell the, the other person. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, you never know how someone's going to feel about some things. That's true. There and you know, even they're just words, they can hurt sometimes oh. or be an issue. And this was not the case. It was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's, I, I think it is. And I think we, we kind of covered what was good about it. Was there anything bad about it from your perspective that would that would lead us to, we don't want to do that again, that play style didn't work for us, or the lead into that play style wasn't effective for us? You know, I will update you if I identify anything that I can say was bad or negative or even indifferent to. Yeah. Um. I, nothing's coming to mind. Me either. Uh, I, I can tell you that for me, it was a lot of confetti in the air. Like it, it, yeah. it was really good for me because I have ADD like a motherfucker. So I said that earlier and it really let me focus on the other person a little mm. bit, which made it a lot more intimate, especially for that person, because I think she needed that. And I think I would absolutely do it again. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to doing it again. I think you are as well. That I am as well. What? Looking forward to doing it again. Are you paying attention? Are you part of this I episode? am. You were swallowing <laughs> something. I don't know, an egg or I don't know. I missed that. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to doing it again because I think everything about it was great. And my last thing that I have for you is why in the hell haven't we done that before? You know, 
after all these years, I look back and I'm thinking the same thing. We've had some very close relationships. And I don't know if it was a reflection of the other couple's dynamic or that we just never asked or really thought about it that, or that intentionally. Because for us, we've only really pursued like the, the hot wife kind of aspect to mm-hmm. it. Because that does feed um, you and I in a very personal and intimate environment dirty. so dirty for us and we we love it um yeah i'm not really sure I, I came up with nothing when we were going through the notes on this yeah i there's nothing with, wrong with it there's no i i don't i don't know if there was if we had any walls up with that do you think you did i think that i had an irrational fear of a dynamic forming that never formed i think i had an irrational fear that we would lose communicative points, that, that we would lose the group dynamic, that it would become about two separate relationships and not the group. And I think what we did really well was maintain that group chat as well as the individual chats. Yeah, we did nurture the conversations as a whole, just like we nurtured the playtime as a whole because it wasn't just separate room play. I mean, we actually led with it, which was kind of funny, and like in hindsight, but we also had group play and... It, it was actually a good physical reflection of the conversations we were having, right? It was. It was fun. It was it was interesting because I think she led the charge in the initial play, separate, and then he did as well. And I was really proud of them. And for many reasons that we won't get into, that <laughs> they were kind of like the ringleaders there. And then we, we did the group play thing, and it was... Almost poetic. It was beautiful. Yeah, I wish they had come to Podcast of Palooza. I think we would have had a lot of fun. With them there. We probably would have been <laughs> we, a lot less useful to all the attendees. But I was going to say, we would have not been as hopeful or as present, probably. Right. Like, Where's the did, MC? He's we, in his room. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of sex. Anyway. Well, what are your thoughts on transitioning between playstyles? Because, you know, I think everybody starts somewhere. Some people start soft and same room or, or oral only, or they start girl girl only right i mean they or yeah, they're everybody's got some list of fucked up rules when they get started we did everybody else has i don't want to call them fucked up because everyone i mean if it's their rules it's their prerogative sure but is there a way to progress between play styles if you wanted to do so in your opinion i mean sure there is i mean we did it of course there is but it's got to be ever at, at the slowest person's pace yeah. right um but i just think it's crazy that we haven't ever really done it before it's still mind-blowing to me uh it's equally mind-blowing would you do it again i would hundred percent do it again even necessarily with a different couple but with some caveats okay uh and obviously with that couple because it worked out magically it was fantastic so of course i'm going to do it again but with you know the caveats for a new couple are that we do maintain that group dynamic and that we let everybody know, you know, that we do talk to each other. We are going to communicate wholly and completely. We're going to communicate four ways and make sure that everybody's on the same page and find out what all of us want from our playtime. Yeah. Right. What are you looking for? What, you know, what scares you? Uh, because I think irrational fear is the thing that grenades a good time. It really yeah. does. Yeah. No, I get that. And I don't know this is something we could blanket, blanket do with just about anyone per se. 
right? Because everyone's got their own, you know, rules and regulations and comfort zones. But if we are, I do like the approach we took. I think it made it comfortable, more comfortable for all parties. And I think it led to better sex, too. Oh, God, yes. It was awesome. Had a great time. Yeah. But, you know, I will tell you the thing that always kind of stopped me over the years, because I've been in the lifestyle a very long time, and I've done some separate room stuff, you know, before you. And the thing that I I always go back to and I always think about is how much do I trust this person with the person I love the most? Okay. And I think that's one of the barriers for people is, is my spouse, wife, girlfriend, fuck buddy, whatever, are they going to be okay? And if you are worried about it, you probably shouldn't be playing with that couple at all. Yeah, and I think the... In my opinion, that's just my, you know, humble opinion. Can I get into uh, my experience? I think it was the second time we had departed to do separate room play. It's your show too, talk about yeah, what you want. Yeah, so... There was a little unexpected anxiety, but it was a blend of anxiety and excitement in the best way. And God, I hope there's people out there that watch TikTok that know who this person is because this is the only way I can paint the picture. So there is a woman on TikTok and she does these sleepwalking videos. Her name is Selena Spooky Boo. (laughs) Is she the one that farts? Yes, but I did not fart. (laughs) So you guys are still up there. We had just finished at least like the first or second round and I went to come like inspect and like check in everybody and get waters and all these things. And I'm literally like Scooby-Doo gang, like the main floor. And like, I want to celebrate all of the things that have just happened, but I'm also not sure of like what I'm supposed to do with myself and what the next steps are. Oh shit. So it was like robe on, run out of the room, grab some water, come back in, lay back down, take the robe off. Hang out, maybe fool around a little bit. Get up, put the robe back on, run out, giggle, look for people. <laughs> no one, come back to the room. Like it was, it was a lot like her videos when she's in that euphoric state and she's just running around giggling and like going in the fridge and offering inanimate objects like drinks. That was that was pretty much me. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm upstairs doing nothing, playing checkers. <laughs> Yeah, well. With a pillow over her face because she was loud. <laughs> I'm going to call her checkers from now on. <laughs> I was playing checkers. <laughs> well, look, if, if you're ADD as fuck like I am, I will say this, that you know transitioning to a, sep- a separate room playtime is actually pretty beneficial. Uh, it was beneficial for me because, you know, when we are in a, gr- a group dynamic or a same room dynamic, I tend to focus on Mallory. Okay, and I love that I'm your favorite human being and I love you that you're so interested in my pleasure and my happiness that that's a part of it but I have I, I do feel like it's a hindrance on your own pleasure because then you focus there takes away from your partner but it also could potentially take away from your ability to get off it does every time and when we were talking about the separate play I'm like you know I would really love to see how this in- impacts your ability to have more orgasms yeah, I, I think it does impact it. One of the things that I remember, uh, this is obviously a few weeks ago, but one of the things I remember the most is that I had zero trouble. I normally, like, condoms are, are an issue, right? And the unique condom has been a huge boon for me. The unique condoms are the most sensitive condom I've ever felt. So I think it was a combination of the unique condoms <laughs> and the separate room, right? But... Or you're gonna t- you're gonna make jokes about the fucking labels on the condoms. I know, but those condoms and the separate room made it to where I had no erectile issues at all. Like I was harder than Chinese algebra the whole fucking time. 
I was I was as hard as all a natural man. Yeah, like all natural. all natural. Like you were ready to go. Nothing. Which no I Viagra, was, no nothing. I was super excited for that. That was wonderful. Um, you know, I enjoyed using the condoms as well. Um, it definitely helps me. Used a lot of them. <laughs> you owe me money. I did not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That was rude. But one of the best parts was picking the stickers off your guys' butts and balls because apparently us girls or you guys would, like, I put them on every time. Um, I think he kind of liked it. Um, but it never failed. Like, <laughs> you guys had stickers in your crevices. I know I had <laughs> one on my ball sack in the shower, and I was like, why a, do I have a, or a green sticker on my nuts? Was, there was one. I can't remember whose butt it was on. But it's like, the stickers say insert penis here. Oh, no. <laughs> it was the best. Like, That's not my I butt. I was this close to taking a picture. Oh, definitely not my butt. All right. Well, look, we're going to come back in just a hot second for you guys. I, this episode's going to run just a couple of minutes long, but we don't want to leave this out. We're going to come back and talk a Mallory's Toy Box. We're going to talk about the Palm Power Extreme. It's a new one. So Awesome. Yeah. Mallory's going to talk all about this. I am. I'm, I was a little scared of it. I'm not going to lie, but we'll get into that. All new stuff. Mallory, you want to let everybody know where to find us, and we'll be back in a hot second. Yeah. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. It's casualswinger.com. You can reach out to us, podcast at casualswinger.com. Uh, if you like us, uh, want to leave us some uh, love notes, feel free to do that on iTunes. Let other people know that we're great. We are also on social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find us on the... Uh, Dating apps as well. That's Double Date Nation SLS, STC, and Cassidy. You know, it's funny. I sit over here and I mock you for this, like in my head, and I know that I could never do what you do. I could never get all that stuff. Yeah, and right you try to me. distract me by counting and like uh -huh. trying to recite it or, or move your lips the same time as me. I'm I'm an awful person. Yeah. I don't know why you love me or suck my penis. That's a great penis. There it is, folks. Nikki's got a great penis, and he and his penis will be back with the beautiful Mallory in just a second. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Hey guys, welcome back to Casual Swinger. It's Mallory again. Did you get confused about what show this is? No. Welcome well, back I mean, to uh, Casual Swinger. I didn't say uh. No, you didn't. I did though. Jerk. Hey, welcome to my box. I love your box. Would you like to see what's inside my box today? There's been a few things inside your box in the last six weeks. That's true. I've been playing with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. Mallory's toy box, folks. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do a toy box session because I feel um, rather spoiled these days. I got a few new toys over, you know, the last, you know, six weeks that we've been on hiatus, unbeknownst to our listeners. You have a stack of toys. I do. And this one I'm really excited about. You know, I'm a big proponent and supporter of the womanizer. That thing has changed my life. And I still love my wands. I just struggled to use wands during play. Um, because of the ergonomics of it and the placement of it. Because of typically where I like to have the dual stimulation, I'm usually on my knees or face down or on my side. So it's a curved, like we're, we're spooning essentially while we're fucking or you're doing me doggy style. But you used to use a wand every I, time. I used to, yeah. I used to use the Hitachi and it just got to the point that it was too cumbersome mm -hmm. to do so, to hold the angles right, to be placed right and... It got so clunky that it was frustrating. It was actually taken away from potential natural orgasms. And, oh, it was just a nightmare. That's when we actually got the wedge because the wedge had the Hitachi um, hole. hole for it. 
which is amazing, but it's still not useful except for in that one position. Yeah, at that's that time true. we hadn't figured. Like I've tried to bear hug it. Well, <laughs> ass down, face up. Yeah, <laughs> that's sitting, isn't it? <laughs> Looking at you, Derek. <laughs> yeah. So we found this toy. Actually, you found this toy and surprised me with it. There was a little goodie bag uh, that was waiting for me when I got home, and it's called a Palm Power Extreme. And I keep on to call it a Palm Pilot. I know that's like something totally else. It's a utilitarian and outdated archaic tool now. Mallory has dated herself. I folks. did. Um, everyone should date themselves. You do with, with these sex toys all the time. But what I love about this, so it's a wand, but it's a tilted wand. Like it's got... It's got an angled head. It does. And I was right before we started recording this, I was like, I don't know how to describe it. And you said hockey stick or a golf club. And yeah, that's kind of the nature of it. So the head is uh, perpendicular almost to the handle. It's about a 45, 50 degree angle from the handle. Yeah. And it's actually a really great angle. So if I'm laying on my belly or on my side, I don't have to put my wrist and my hand in an uncomfortable position to make contact to where I feel is natural and comfortable for me. You can almost lay it flat on your belly. I could almost lay flat on my belly. You're correct. Yeah. Yes. Almost lay flat on my belly and have this right underneath. It's got a little bit of height to it, so I do have to, like, kick my hips up a little bit or use a pillow, yeah. which is or a wedge, which is kind of my go-to, like the little soft wedge, not the big oh, yeah. wedge. But what I love about this is it's got a few things going for it. It's water-resistant, so no, don't take it in the bathtub. It's not submergible. But, you know, if I was in the shower, if you're a squirter, totally fine. Yeah, it's going to um, be okay. It's got a silicone head. It's got a silicone head. It's USB rechargeable, which is kind of a have to. There's not many battery operated toys out there that, you know, I, I, I would go to, you know, the mats for mm -hmm. these days. Rechargeable is kind of everything in my toy bag right now. You know what I noticed about the rechargeable part, though? It's a micro USB. It's a recharger. micro USB. Yeah. So like regular uh, old re your phone charger can recharge. Yeah, it. yeah exactly. Um, I don't you know. Turned it on. I did. It's Ooh. super, super it is quiet. quiet. It is super quiet. Um, Shh, I'm getting and off. I've been sitting here, so it's got seven functions, which means it's got certain degrees of level, right, as far as the intensity, the vibration, and then pattern vibration to it, right? So it may do some short bursts and a long burst and then pause and some short bursts and a long burst and then pause, and the intensities are, you know, uh, different. Mm -hmm. I'm not a mode girl or a function girl, but... Um, because I get it really annoyed because right when I feel like I'm on edge, it pauses or changes <laughs> speed. It's like when you tell your partner, oh, that feels so good, keep doing that, and then they stop and they do something else. Oh, that's kind of what it feels like to me. That's but annoying. the intensity is really, really nice. So it's got a nice scale, and what I love about this, so it's got an on and an off button, and if you hold, and there's a function button, so it's, it's really simple. On, function, good to go. Nice. But if you hold down the function button, what it'll do is it start at a low intensity, and then gradually increase the high intensity. So it's almost no thought involved a cool if feature. I wanted to increase or decrease it. So I, I absolutely fucking love that. And what's even better, easy instructions on how to lock the damn thing. Ooh, travel. So lock. if, yeah, and I love traveling with a couple vibrators. Um, I need them when I'm traveling because I never have an opportunity to go out on my own when I'm out for work. So I'm going to 100% be masturbating in my hotel room. By myself. And there's nothing more embarrassing than when they pull your fucking suitcase out of the overhead compartment and go, whose is this? And everyone on the plane can hear it vibrating. Ask me how I know. Oh, God. I wish I was there for that. And it's, and I that's can't my be wife, like, y'all. She's yeah. whacking off. And I can't be like, that's my toothbrush because I don't bring the electric one with me. <laughs> 
Sure, ma'am, that's your toothbrush. Yeah. So how do you compare the Palm Power Extreme? And I say that like pop, 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 all the Palm keywords. Power Extreme. Palm Power Extreme. How do you compare that to the Doxy, which is our like most favored wand? So I love the Doxy wand. It's similar weight. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were a sword, and I've just we've watched Fortune and Fire lately, the balance is different. This is definitely heavier at the head because it's got a high quality silicone flexible head, and I believe the motor is located right behind it. But it makes the handle nice and light. Where the Doxy, it's more balanced. You feel like equal weight distribution. Sure. So if I'm masturbating, it's kind of a toss-up between the two. It's whether I like the uh, standard wand Mm -hmm. sensation. Because the Doxy's got a higher RPM to it. Mm -hmm. So the vibrations feel different even on low. It's... um, Think about when you're going down on someone and it's the same amount of pressure, but the cadence of the tongue flicking changes. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know if really as far as physics go, if that's the best analogy, but that's all I got right now. Okay. Um, the doxy is still wonderful. The head is not as flexible on the doxy. This has a little more play to it, mm-hmm. but it still has stability. So it's still firm enough to keep in place. I've had vibrators where the head just totally flexes backward and you you have to like ride it like a bowl just to kind of keep it in place if you're, you know, hitting the right spots. So um, for straight masturbation, would you still go with the Doxy because of its build quality, battery life? Doxy's still going to be one of my favorites, hands down, and I actually think it's essentially replaced my Hitachi. because, and, and I love the Hitachi. It's great. It's just so fucking big. Massive. And then I look at, like, like I'm an average-sized woman. I'm only 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. I say only, but that's, I'm neither tall nor short. I'm right. right in the middle. Um, but, I, like, I think of smaller women with smaller hands trying to use a Hitachi. And that's got to be extremely cumbersome. It's like holding a sometimes, log. Unless, you know, they're, like, you know, super built and have really strong wrists. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm all about more comfort. I feel like that episode of Grace and Frankie, I can't even think of it. It's a Netflix show I watched with Lily Tomlin and Jane mm-hmm. Fonda. And they created this vibrator for old lady, older ladies because they have issues with like carpal tunnel and arthritis and everything. And I'm kind of, I'm getting to a point where comfort is, is an important, just as important as quality as well. And that's why I love the Doxy. I really like this. I actually have only played with myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to a session tonight to see how it does under pressure. So more to come, folks. Yeah. Get it? See what I did there? <laughs> but as a masturbation toy, this is absolutely fantastic. And okay. I would, it's not so big that I wouldn't travel with it. I would never travel with my Hitachi, even the rechargeable one, because it is fairly large. And I'm a carry-on only if I can get away with it, girl. And this won't impede that. And it's got a travel lock. And it's got a travel lock. Which is a big deal. It's a <laughs> huge deal. I hate being embarrassed. Sorry, Captain. That's just my vibrator. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. That is the Palm Power Extreme. That is a toy that is available on casualtoys.com. You can check it out on our brand new fancy-ass search engine, the upper left-hand corner. If you click search, you can even spell that shit wrong. It will bring up the right toy for you at the right time and look for anything yeah. you want. I love that new search engine. You yeah. got to use it. And I'll tell you what, like the, the Doxy retails for what? Uh, $220. Exactly. So it's it's a it's a pretty high-end toy. This is half that. 103.50. Yes, half that cost. And if you reach out or use our ambassador or affiliate links codes, save um, some. Same, some cash on it too. So this is still a high-quality item at a lesser cost. Sure. I think that's a great thing. 
And make sure to check out those ambassadors of ours for casual toys. Those ambassadors are Alley Cat and Honey Spoon and the Peppy Pineapple yeah, on you Twitter. Can, yeah, you can find them on Twitter. So Go harass them. Those ladies have done a great job for us out there. Just honestly answering questions for you guys. That's why they're ambassadors. Yeah. They do a lot with our lingerie lines, a lot with our sex oh, toy lines. And we have a lot of Kixies back in stock. Oh, yeah. Lots of Kixies are back in stock. So that's kind of a big deal. And also, we carry Love Ents now. <gasps> Those or so correct me if I'm wrong, Lovens is one of those app sex toys that we've seen on like OnlyFans sites and like Chatterbait oh, yeah. and stuff like that. If they got something pink sticking out of their pussy, it's Lovens. <laughs> um, I have a little man in the boat that's very, very pink. Well, that's that's loving. That's okay. different. But yeah, no, Lovens is she's right. That's the Chatterbait, all the rage, because people can control it remotely. And so all the the Lovens app actually lets you connect to sites like Chatterbait. Uh, Pornhub, I think, has a plug-in for it where you can oh, actually no kidding. Didn't know that. connect with your listeners, your followers. So if you are a creator out there, Lovence makes some great products, and we carry them all on CasualToys.com now. That's awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. You want to tell everybody how the hell to find us? We can get out of this long-ass episode. Oh. You know what? You can make it a short one because we've only been here about 10 minutes for Toy Box. Guys, we fucking missed you. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We're going to you know, get back up to speed here and hold Mickey to his word. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. Please feel free to shoot us a note if you have any questions or comments. Podcast at CasualSwinger.com. Um, you can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or on the dating sites, Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, and SDC. She's gotten better at it as the episode has gone along. Join us next time, folks, when we're going to bring our friends, the monogamish marriage, are going to join us for the next episode as we wrap up season three. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.